0: Good afternoon. Welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. When live radio happens, you you never know what's going to take place. (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad that we could get together this afternoon. Uh, 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. We've been seeing some pretty heavy downpours in certain areas of the city and around the area. High 92. Tonight, 10% chance of showers. Those thunderstorms possible. Low around 75. And then Friday, tomorrow, 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms. A high near 93, but the heat index, that's where it gets kind of crazy, 103. So we've got that. It makes it feel uh, oh, hot. Hot. There you go. Dr. Orr said hot. That's what it is. Right now, mostly cloudy and 81 degrees, and we do want to welcome Dr. Bartholomew Orr, who is the senior pastor of the Brown Missionary Baptist Church. Bart, good to see you.
1: Hey, always <laughs> grateful to be here. Thank you again, Byron, for just having me
0: here. Hey, it's always a pleasure, and we could talk— Forever, but we only got a half hour, so we're gonna have to make sure we condense, you know, everything. But uh, I wanna start off. I've got a sound bite. You know, when you sometimes you listen to talk show hosts okay. and they have a sound bite. Okay. okay. So we've got a sound bite that we want to play, and I appreciate Maria Penna standing by right now. Maria, if you will play that sound bite for us.
2: Hello, Mr. Byron Tyler. My name is Rosemary Jameson, and I am an avid listener of WCRV. I just love Bot Radio Network. I listened to it all day, just about every day. I was calling with a question or a suggestion, if I may. I'm a member of Brown Missionary Baptist Church, and I know in the past you all have had a great relationship with Pastor Bartholomew Orr. And just wondering, have you reached out to him lately and invited him to come on to discuss the racism that we're going through in America and in Memphis, the George Floyd stuff? I heard Sean Abrams on the other day, and I thought about it. I said, well, I would like to hear Pastor Orr's perspective. So just thought I'd call in with that. If you'd like to call me back, feel free. Uh, My number is, you could call me back and give me my answer. Tell me, have you reached out to Pastor Orr, or if he's been too busy, or just what's going on. Thank you brother tyler and you you keep up the good work you all are doing a wonderful job i know you're overwhelmed and overworked but you haven't missed a beat and thank you thank you thank you and god bless you thank oh and i love the pray for memphis segment where recorded prayers are being played every day at 12 noon that's wonderful
0: Thank you, Byron. Call me back if you can.
1: Bye. Oh, well, Miss Rosemary. (laughs) And I just texted her. (laughs) She hasn't responded back, but I just texted her. I'm on the air, WCRV 600.
0: No, no, no. 640, okay? Yes. Make sure, put put us on 640, Dr. Moore. We don't. One are tuning to the wrong that's station right.
1: oh my goodness yeah that 's a m right. six forty
0: <laughs> f m one hundred point seven and ninety three point seven fm all right i 've corrected. but you 're good thank you so much well i when I got that call, I was blessed just to hear the uh, enthusiasm in her voice for for listening to hear about radio right, right.
1: And, and how much she loves her pastor well she is an um <laughs> well she was an avid eight o 'clock <laughs> attender at Brown, so faithful. Uh, so committed, and like you said, uh, she's one of those diehard WCRV uh, fans.
0: So, uh, oh, what a blessing, you know. And, uh, and of course, I, I cut her phone number out. She said, "Call me back." I didn't want to give her phone number out over the air here. But uh, and, and as we start things off, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. We're we're living in some really some desperate times in America. Would you agree? I, you know, I was
1: saying at a luncheon earlier this week. That the United States of America has become the divided states of America because of all of this racism, the hostility uh, that is just brewing so heavily
0: in our country right now we saw the heartbreaking death of Mr. George Floyd, which kind of uh, i don 't know if it kind of ignited i, I think it was or things were already brewing, but it was it, it just helped kind of uh, crystallize, I think, if we can say that, this issue of racism in our country.
1: Most definitely. And, you know, it was just a perfect storm. I think the pandemic had everyone at home. Uh, You weren't going anywhere. The only thing that we were doing was watching news coverage. And to be able to see that in that video, um, my goodness, it was horrific.
0: Yeah. Um, Your church, Brown Missionary Baptist Church, what a a a church – of history, I mean, a church that was started by former slaves, and uh, the ministry of Brown has been one that has stood solid for since those days on god 's word and and I'm thankful to be able to
1: pastor a church like that. I mean, we have such a rich history um, and and yet what i I was just telling a, a group of our staff members and leaders today this is our season to lead. I believe God has positioned Brown. For such a time as this to stand in the gap and to really intercede and to lead uh, at this time.
0: You know, Bar, some of my favorite memories of our time together is when you and I went to Israel together in 2018 right. <laughs> and had that opportunity with Bot Radio Network to take that uh, Holy Land tour. I remember you baptizing those in our group in the Jordan River, uh, preaching on uh, right outside of Nazareth, on that same mountain that Jesus was that were going to throw him down. You know,
1: and you know what what was what stood out for me. We were together, yeah. and I think that is where uh, the church has to take the lead road in how do we come together yes. so that we can really uh, navigate our country and move it in the right direction? Yeah. Uh, the answer is still in the church house
0: yes, yes, I believe that uh, You are no stranger to social media; you utilize it, especially Twitter you know and I, we, I follow you on Twitter. And, and I, I love seeing your post and, and the encouraging things you do. And so what I have done is I have copied uh, several of your tweets over the last month. And, uh, you know, you're limited to what you can say on right. so many characters on Twitter, and you can get a message out. But the, the message still can be important, it can be informative, and it can be impactful all, all together. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity for maybe you expand and, and tell me why you tweeted certain things. So okay. uh, you, you don't know what I'm going to say. Uh, the first thing you tweeted uh, back on July 21st: "We are living in times of fake news, fake people, and fake leaders. Let us ask God for wisdom, and let us be discerning in all things." So, uh,
1: and a lot of my tweets uh, come from my devotional blogs, and so we are actually reading through right now the Book of First Thessalonians. And second Thessalonians. And every morning I'm writing a devotional blog on that. And so we were just so happened in First Thessalonians, chapter five, where the Lord is going to say, Paul says, test everything. Uh, So we have to we're living in a day and time now where we have to be more discerning we can't just uh listen and just uh accept everything as truth and reality but we must do our own homework so that we would know what is actually coming from the lord and then what is the truth in the midst of it all there's a scripture that i love by the blessing of the upright proverbs 11 verse 11 a city is exalted but by the mouth of the wicked the talk of the wicked it is overthrown, and so I, I think we are driven so much by what we hear, especially when we can't even congregate like we have been. We have to be discerning. And uh, I think it's so.
0: It. As we have to be so close to the word, don't we?
1: So that we can rightly divide the word of truth. So yes. that so that even what is being said, you understand what it is being said, why it is being said. But then let's weigh everything by the Word of God.
0: Okay. Well, our next tweet is on July 20th. Peaceful, patient, prayerful, praising, positive. How many of these words truly describe you? (laughs) Which ones do you need to work on? And again, uh,
1: uh, it's coming from 1 Thessalonians, and I appreciate you picking the ones that I'm fresh on my <laughs> mind. Uh, but Paul, as he is given those final things, um, he is telling them that we ought to be thankful for everything, um, you know, rejoice always. And so uh, endure the affliction and the suffering. And so as I was reading that, uh, that's when those P's, of course, I'm a Baptist preacher <laughs> and uh, a student of Dr. Adrian Rogers in the sense that uh, I grew up listening to AM 640 yes. and Dr. Rogers, I've said that many times, yes. uh, my daddy just kept the radio tuned to that. So, uh, so yeah, so from First Thessalonians chapter 5, Paul just lays it out for us. Be patient. So we're, we are going through a pandemic. Um, we've talked already about we don't know how long we're going to be in this stage. How can we be patient? But in the midst of it all, Jesus is still on the throne. So how can we keep that positive, praiseful,
0: joyful
1: attitude in the midst of what we're
0: going through? Oh, Pastor, that is such a a good word there. Because it is uh, easy to be negative, you know, when you're still living in this – same thing, nothing changes, you know, when's it going to end, you know, and and we can have a tendency, I was thinking like the children of Israel, to grumble and complain. And and God doesn't enjoy that.
1: (laughs) He he doesn't. Philippians chapter 2 is going to say, do everything without grumbling and complaining. And I like like, uh, you mentioned negative. Of course, I'm an object preacher, but that negative is just that horizontal line. And when we look around us, uh, it's so easy to be negative. To turn that negative into a positive, there, there has to be that vertical connection. Yes. So when you
0: start looking up to God, and then <laughs> at your situation, um, it's it, it transformed. Okay, now let's move to July 17th. And I really like this here. You say, what will you do today to encourage and build up somebody? Be sure to start with those in your homes. And I think, if anything, this pandemic is causing right now, we're spending more time at home, more time with our family. You know, and maybe we we wish the kids could go off to school. We're not sure if they're going to be going to school or not. But really, as we look at ways to encourage, it should start in our homes.
1: It should start at home. And unfortunately, Byron, uh, what many counselors are saying, divorce and marital conflict is on a rise even at a time – like this. So we need to be reminded. um, I've been doing (laughs) I've been doing a red uh, table talk for the last couple of weeks uh, because Bible study has been dealing with relationships and the questions on marriage, family life um, has been just uh, overwhelming because we have been forced
0: are, are, you, are you counseling more in, in maybe marriage conflicts right now than you were prior to I'm, the pandemic? I'm counseling more. So, <laughs> uh,
1: so you know, look, uh, I haven't gotten all the way into Zoom counseling, so, but I'm burning up the uh, phone <laughs> <laughs> on, on counseling calls, getting people ready for, for marriage and so forth.
0: Uh, okay, another one on July 16th. Matter of fact, there were several. That must have been a hot day for you on July 16th. You had several tweets.
1: And by the way, Rosemary say, I am certainly listening. <laughs> All right. Hey,
0: Pastor Rosemary. Miss or- <laughs> Rosemary, I don't know if you heard, but just as we started our show a few moments ago, the voicemail message you left on my voicemail, I played it so everybody could hear your sweet voice and your plea for Pastor Orr to be on our show today. So uh, he heard it. We all heard it. Thank you so much, Miss Rosemary. But uh, again, on July 16th, Pastor Orr, you tweeted, as believers, uh, i tell you what, let me back up a second. I think I skipped one. Uh, yeah, here we go. July 16th, you tweeted, are you a tired worker who is just watching the clock or are you trusting worker who is worshiping Christ? Choose trust today. And again, you know, when we talk about when nobody's looking, that's when right. our true character really shines, right?
1: Right, so true. And one of the big, one of the uh, big issues that they were having in that Thessalonian, uh, Thessalonian church was waiting for the coming of Christ. But some of them had had become to the point where, okay, hey, we're just we're just doing nothing while we wait. For Christ to come again yes so instead of just being a tired worker instead of just growing weary in the midst of our waiting I believe we have to be a trusting worshiper
0: and, and in growing weary again pastor we have to guard our hearts now so so that we don't become angry bitter and let that drive and shape the way our actions you know it, it can easily do it and
1: uh, even as a pastor, someone was asking me yesterday about self-care. Uh, I was telling my wife coming over here, you know, okay, when when do we need to uh, – we can't even get away anymore <laughs> because traveling was one of those therapies for us. So uh, we can't even do that now. But how can I unplug so that we won't get overwhelmed?
0: And, and that's, I mean, that's a big thing I know for your ministry, because traveling wasn't just always recreational for you, because there would be times you would be, you know, bit Brown preaching on Sunday, and on Monday afternoon, you'd be somewhere in uh, Kenya and Africa, you know, hey, preaching a revival for a week. Yes. You know, so it was ministry. So it has kind of put a little bit of a damper on those things.
1: It, it, it has. I mean, uh, this has been one of those years where – my goodness, uh, right before the pandemic hit, uh, I was just coming from Jamaica, where I had actually uh, preached a week crusade, a tent crusade, yes. and to just come back and wham, everything came to a screeching halt.
0: Well, another tweet, and I think we're kind of talking on the same uh, thread right here in this line, uh, July 16th, another tweet, as believers, we must be awake in these uncertain times, Now is the time for us to live our best life every day.
1: You know, so oftentimes as believers, if we're not careful, we're looking to heaven and only thinking about heaven. And yet the Lord wants us to do something right today. You know, we're talking about, even as you talked about racism and so forth, uh, I preached a sermon the other Sunday where Jesus, with the widow of Nain, and he stopped the funeral. And um, and my so my I said you know we need to we need to see the problem because Jesus saw that woman we need to feel the pain because Jesus literally the Bible says his compassion went out for her but then we need to do our part so uh, he went over and he touched that situation so uh, yes these are times that the Lord is calling for us as the church. Really step in and to do something to make things better.
0: You know, Dr. Orr, it's interesting you mentioned the word death because that's my next tweet on July 16th. Again, <laughs> you, you referenced death by saying, Let's encourage each other when, the, when that, the reminder that death is not the end. For believers, we will see our loved ones again and we will live with Jesus forever. You know, and, and I think that is so important because so many people, after a loved one has died, maybe so many years ago, they continue to go back to the grave. And I don't want to to judge somebody's grieving time and and processing that grief time and, and and that everybody does it differently, right? You know, but I think there becomes a time when we don't have to go to the grave every every week, right. you know, right? And
1: and here's the thing, but By- uh, Byron, in this pandemic, the whole grieving process has been literally turned upside down. People. People don't even know how to grieve yes. anymore because of the fact instead of a funeral, many times it's just a graveside service uh, instead of wakes. And so in, in the initial times, there was a lot of restrictions. Um, and so yeah. we're, we're seeing a lot yeah. of families um, that, are, have, that cannot do the normal grieving.
0: Because that's a time where families come together. And this is, again, putting a damper on that. So how, how are you walking people through times like that? Well, one,
1: again, just, just acknowledging the fact of individuals to know that, you know what, uh, this is a difficult time for you and your family, um, and, and we need to accept that fact. Uh, so it's going to look different. It's going to feel different. And you need to allow yourself uh, that process of grieving. But then also, uh, and this is the uh, driving over, I was talking with a uh, church member who lost a family member. But at the funeral, at that memorial celebration, someone was there with COVID. More family members got infected. A sister has died. A brother is on a ventilator. And several other family members Are sick with COVID nineteen, so um, I was wanting to ask her. I I was wanting to say I really need to use her story, but I was trying to be sensitive. And I appreciate the Lord. Uh, You know, she called me right back and said, "You know, the Holy, the Lord told me to tell you if you need to warn somebody, uh, you can use my situation to warn somebody." Wow, Uh, because it that's a whole nother dynamic. In the midst of everything,
0: and I think that's a good word because you know there are those that are not seen in their circles of friends and family. Anybody, even with COVID, and sort of thinking, you know, what's the big deal? But you're you're seeing that.
1: Well, and we're talking about racism uh, and just race, period. I, I shared with a group of, of pastors, and I, I said, I asked this question last week, and I said, I, I wasn't trying to be prejudiced, but I asked a white person, have, have you, "Do you even know of one person who have died with COVID-19?" And um, their answer was like, "Well, I think I know of maybe one person." Well, in my setting, uh, I'm preaching funerals of individuals who had COVID-19. I'm um, uh, one church member, seven of their extended family members have died because of COVID 19. And so, in terms of just a uh, black white issue, this is another one of those times where we see the uh, disparities between black and white. And again, as white individuals, it would be so wonderful. Uh, for whites to feel the pain that yeah. blacks are, are going through at this
0: time. You know, Pastor thank you so much for, for bringing that up. I, I do I my, my daughter in law is uh from Central America. She's had three, if not four, family members that have passed, you know, since the pandemic started. And I I I don't even know what to say, you know. Uh thank you because Jesus, when you know he went to the tomb of Lazarus, he did he wept. Right. You know. And uh, we're supposed to grieve with those and mourn weep with those. Weep with
1: those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. My, yes. my wife um, had cousins, a brother and sister, who passed away
0: with it. And um, God bless you. Yeah. I'm so, so sorry. It, it is very real. Uh, Another tweet, And let's just remind our friends right now, we are live here on Mid-South Viewpoint today. I've got uh, Dr. Bartholomew Orr, who is a senior pastor of the Brown Missionary Baptist Church uh, in South Haven. Two locations, one great body for Christ. But uh, we love Dr. Orr and the Brown family and have uh, uh, partnered in, in ministry through pastor's events and, uh, right. and other things. Uh, revival time is a great time. Matter of fact, I guess revival is not going to happen in the same way. I mean, you're not. Right. Normally, we have the pastors' luncheon, which is and like, all of that. So, it's like my highlight of the year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's the highlight of a uh, a lot of folks' uh, year. And and again, this pandemic has turned that upside down. So we're already thinking about what will we do, when will we do it. We we thought we would be back in worship, uh, some sort of worship by this time, but it doesn't seem as if that's happening anytime soon.
0: July 11th, you tweeted, If Jesus is everything, are we giving him everything? Right.
1: Yeah. Hey, we hold back so much from the Lord. And uh, is he really, truly our all-sufficiency? And have we submitted and committed everything unto him?
0: Yeah, I I think that's something that uh, we have to... As we get out of bed every morning, face a new day, right? Look at that and oh say, is he, if he's the sovereign Lord that we believe and say he is, what does my bank account look like? Right. What does my time look like?
1: Well, there, there, I, I love what Jeremiah is going to say. Uh, it is by his, because of his great faithfulness we are not consumed. Great oh. is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. And um, and in times like these, we we need to rely on that.
0: Uh, July 9th, you tweeted, I can't predict what your next trouble will be – pandemic, plague, or problem – but I can promise you that there will – there are more troubles on the horizon. That's why we need Timothy's partners in ministry who encourage and strengthen. Well,
1: and, you know, Paul had used Timothy to go back. Timothy had received that information. Uh, Encouraged them and brought that word back uh, to the apostle paul so you know someone has rightly said that in any kind of discipleship you need the paul the barnabas and the timothys so you know we we need those that we are pouring into we need those that will pour into us uh we need those that will encourage each other
0: and of course timothy you know dr War is a uh a representative of the young folk because paul told timothy don't let them right. look down on, on your youth. youth right and and that's one of the things we as older fall we need to encourage our younger generation right this is a perfect time for us to be pouring into the
1: next generation uh byron i'm already you know i'm already thinking about okay uh what what happens next matter of fact who happens next. Uh, and so how do we raise up these Timothys to take over, to take control? Every time I'm making a birthday call to one of my young millennials, I'm like, look, uh, we're getting old around here. It's y'all time uh, to really step up to the plate.
0: Oh, I love that. Well, I, I think we've got time for another tweet. This was back on June 29th. I know you've gotten older. You might not be able to remember back that far, but I'm <laughs> just talking a couple of weeks. Uh, birthdays are reflections for me, a time to reevaluate and re- Focus. Life has taught me much in 51 years. Brown, I will gladly spend myself and all I have for you. Thank you that the more I love you, the more you love me in return. And before we get back to the Brown part, but the reevaluation, the refocusing time.
1: Well, of course, June 29th is right after my birthday. (laughs) June 25th is my birthday. I turned 51. And so, uh yes, it is a time for um refocusing. It's a time to kind of just relook at things and where we are. um this time last year, so much different so much has happened over the past year. uh this year was 2020, we said was unstoppable, and so this was a year of wisdom where we work his plan.
0: yeah, as a matter of fact, and, many of these tweets have hashtag. Year of wisdom. Yes. And I meant to mention that.
1: Right. So it's our year of wisdom, Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 16, where we are making the most of every opportunity. And again, um, we did not prophetically put all of this into play, but but I'm grateful where I am uh, and what God is doing even now.
0: Amen. Dr. Bartholomew Orr, it is always a pleasure, my dear brother, to have you join me here for, well, on the program. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you, Rosemary, for throwing my name
0: out. <laughs> God bless you. Hey, listen, we appreciate the folks at Brown. If folks want more information about the ministry, what should they do?
1: Uh, you can always go to brownbaptist.org, www.brownbaptist.org. Matter of fact, I would love for all of your listeners if they text BMBC to three one nine nine six all of the updates, worship services, and everything will come right to their phone.
0: All right, friends, that's all the time on this Mid-South Viewpoint. Have a good afternoon.